Welcome everyone to Voice of the Valley here in the Horn Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram Studios. I'm your host Dave Bell. 428-9494 is the phone number. 928-428-9494. Happy Friday everybody. Hope you're having a good day. Uh, I got one more day of grandson. We've had him for two days. Wednesday, Thursday, today, and then we take him back to you know mom tomorrow. Uh, so three days of grandson. Oof. I, I do not have kid legs anymore. I, I used to when the when mine were little, I could chase them all day. And and now that I'm a grandpa, a four year old wears me out. That kid is nothing but energy. Oh my gosh! He woke up this morning bouncing through the house literally just bouncing because apparently it was bounce day and i'm like all right i don't i don't know how you do this so god bless all you young parents out there i'm looking at two young people that at some point may or may not be parents i'm not putting any pressure on you when you do you will think you're tired you're not tired not until you become a grandparent am i right I'm not a parent, but I've had a lot of students. You've had a lot of kids around you, and and you don't have the patience anymore, do you? Um, Well, my patience haven't been tried. (laughs) (laughs) That voice here, Bonnie Briscoe, she is with the Daughters of the American Revolution, Gila Valley Chapter, and they sponsor Constitution Week each year, as well as the scholarship contest involving Mm -hmm. the Constitution. And Uh, we're... I'm sorry. No, we're we're so appreciative of the fact that Jennifer Griffith, uh, back in 2016, established this scholarship with which these young people uh, are enjoying, and we've just been so pleased that the chapter can continue to do that every year. But in addition, in order to pay for these scholarships, we have a fundraiser where we sell chocolate-covered strawberries on Valentine's Day. So I just want to thank the community because they have such a wonderful outreach. We can fulfill their sweet tooth, but then they fulfill our, our scholarship fund. So that is, that's great. So that's why uh, we're able to, to do this for the, for the essay winners. And we have two of them at the moment. We may have a third, right. so we'll see if the third shows up. We have uh, Brooklyn Door and Blake Karchner, both with Thatcher High School, correct? Yes. All right. Well, you know, there were Karchners over in uh, in Pima, right? I'm assuming cousins or... Distantly. Yeah. Well, it's, it's the Gila Valley. I assume everybody's... You two are related somehow. Oh, yep. Third cousins, actually. <laughs> see? Exactly. <laughs> It's the Gila Valley. Um, so thank you guys both for being here. I appreciate it. So do you guys get together for, has there been a family reunion where you guys have to uh, mingle or anything? I heard the Bryce reunion was huge uh, just this last, what, summer? I think right. it was during the right. summer. Uh, do you guys do that or not Not yet? So there's not really a family reunion that we take part in, but our families are pretty close and we see each other really often. So. Gotcha. Uh, well, thank you both for being here. I appreciate it. As we learned, uh, Brooklyn is heading to state for cross-country next week. And that's it, that golf course on the North Valley, right? I'm, I'm trying to remember which one it is. Chandler? Um, I've, I've yes, co- I think so. I, I, I used to be a sports writer in a previous life, and I've covered that state championship more than a few times. Have they altered that course yet? You went last year, right? Yeah. Have they altered that course yet? Is it still the same course? Because that's an advantage when you know the course. Mm-hmm. 
it's honestly I don't know for sure, but it's probably pretty similar, if not the same. Yeah. So, hey, uh, then again, you're racing against all those uh, North Rim kids, aren't you? Isn't that your your um, your class? Your class what? Three, three A. Yeah. Okay. I think it's one, two, three A all run at the same time, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, Brooklyn. So. Or, oh, excuse me. Blake is saying yes. Um, yeah, all those North Rim kids. Boy, they're fast. Holy moly, Mogion and and Tuba City and all those kids. Oof. So just keep pace with them. Keep pace with them. You got a shot. That's all I'm saying. Well, no pressure. Didn't you run when you you were living somewhere else uh, before you came here? Uh, yeah, I did. It was a smaller school. It was like part of the CAA, but I did run there. Yeah. Okay. At what what school was that? Um, I went to Heritage um, Academy. And where is that based out of? It is in. It's like. Mesa. I don't know where it's technically at, but it's over, oh, by over there, in, kind the, of. in the valley. Yeah. Okay. The valley. Gotcha. Those charter schools, man. <laughs> they, they, they recruit. It's not fair. It's not fair to Thatcher high school and Safford and Pima. Those charters all, all recruit, you know, it, you play tennis, Blake plays tennis and he knows, I think Thatcher's the only school that's not a charter that winds up at least in the quarterfinals in tennis. Right. Yeah. Correct. Yeah. Same with soccer. Yeah, they're all these charters because they can all recruit. So that credit to, to Thatcher High School for always being in a con- in contention. Uh, well, and also Coach Cook. We, you you won't – well, you better say it to make sure he doesn't make you run. <laughs> yeah, it's true. Coach uh, Cook is a good coach. He's a beast, he's awesome. man. Uh, so you guys uh, did uh, the scholarship essay. Uh, what was the uh, essay subject this year, Bonnie? Uh, they, the topic was uh, they had to pick two rights out of the U.S. Constitution uh, and then tell why, uh, why those rights were favorites for them. Um, and what was interesting is that all four essays, uh, they all chose religion as one right, but then the second right, every one of them chose a chose a different right. So that that was it was really interesting. I um, yeah, it, it, that that jumped at me when I was reading them that religion was was absolutely the number one choice for our young people here. Right. Um, let me let me ask you guys this. I want to say, Brooklyn, you mentioned freedom of religion. I, th- I think that's the phrase you used. I'm going off of memory now. I've got it in front of me, but I don't want to read, you know, on the air because I read to myself. Um, but it's not freedom of religion, correct? Um, Ooh, I put her on the spot. I'm sorry. <laughs> I don't know what the exact phrasing is. I believe the phrase is uh, the government shall not establish a religion. Mm-hmm. So basically saying, to my mind, uh there is no state-sponsored religion. So, for example, in the UK, the religion is Church of England. Now, you can be another religion, but that's the that's the the king is the head of the Church of England. Um, so, the government will not establish a religion. Yet, you all looked at religion as as a freedom of. Why do you think? Why do you choose that of rather than from? And what do you think makes that the difference? 
I, I know it's just one word, but hey, look, Second Amendment, people have been debating one word for 200 years. Um, so one word makes a big difference. Instead of establishment from a, uh, you know, there will be no state-sponsored religion versus freedom of religion. Mm-hmm. What? Why did you go of religion? I think kind of because it talks about how, like, we're like I don't know the right word, but like allowed to have a religion and stuff, and that like I don't know, just that we have that freedom. Like, I'm putting you, I'm putting you on the spot, aren't <laughs> I? Why don't I let you read your your essay and then we'll talk about that? How's that? Okay. So uh, you want to read that? Right, right, just oh, pick that okay. This this section right here. What yeah. whatever Bonnie handed yeah. you is fine. Uh, okay. What I did was just um, I. I pulled out the the different rights they had and and just uh, short shortened rather than reading the whole whole essay. The Constitution holds some of the most precious and vital rights in the world. One of these critical defining rights is that of suffrage, assuring citizens of representation through voting. Voting is the fundamental language of a successful democracy. Through voting, citizens can have a say in the actual makeup of the nation's political leadership and even the very structure of the government itself. It's a paramount way for all people in all walks of life, regardless of economic status, to be given equal representation. Perhaps the founding fathers valued this so much because they didn't benefit from the same right. They sacrificed so much that, so that we do not have to experience tyranny the way they felt they did. The Constitution underscores this indispensable right and points at the universal truth that the people should have power in their government. As I am a senior in high school and, and am nearing the time in which I will be able to vote myself, this right has become more real and personal to me. I have recently reflected upon the impact that this right makes for me in my own life and how critical it is for our nation to continue on in great strength. On the whole, the Constitution contains numerous vital rights that are so pivotal to its continuation and strength. I value these rights deeply, and it is my conviction that my life and the United States as a whole would not stand the same without them. Well, I got to turn me back on there if I'm going to talk. There we go. I turned everything off so that we just heard Brooklyn. Um, you you are aware that your ability to vote is barely a hundred years old, right? I didn't know exactly how long. I've been, okay. But. Um, so I I ask this of everybody when when we talk history, because as as Bonnie and I have discussed many times, women have had it pretty darn tough in the world not just in america everywhere and and women still have it very very tough in places throughout the world right now um and it's been a slow process for for young women like yourself um have you have you dived into any of that history to learn those things have you talked to say a grandmother about how she couldn't open a bank account without a man I haven't talked a whole lot with them, but that would be interesting to learn more about. It's frightening, you know, to think that, you know, if if a young lady gets married in the, let's say, 1946, you know, every, the men came home and she gets married and unfortunately her husband passes away um, through, let's say, an automobile accident, she can't, she can't open a bank account. She can't get a house. She can't get a loan. It, it it was just not allowed at that time. Today, 
you can do anything you want, which is wonderful, which is what it should be. You know, we are all equal. And and I, you pointing out suffrage, I, I just assumed you dive deep into that history because it, it's something that we should have been doing from the from the start. And yet we didn't. Because of the times, I guess, because, well, look, they wouldn't have let me vote either. I want to stress that, you know, I was my family's poor Irish. We would not have been allowed to vote in the in the 1800s either. Uh, it was a long process to get equality to vote. So I, I just assumed you were you were diving in on that. You, you might have fun asking your family and talking to your your grandparents, and, and maybe your grandmother remembers her grand her mother and uh, any kind of issues that they that they had. But why are you looking forward to voting? Um, I don't know, just because I don't know exactly how to ex- explain no, no, it, no, but a- still, I don't know, just like feel like I'm more part of the system, kind of. I don't know. Oh. Like learn more about that stuff, I guess, because right now don't know a whole lot. Yeah. All right, let me let me ask you this: There are two tr- uh, uh, trains of thought on this. One is you cannot complain about the government unless you vote. The other is you can only complain about the government if you don't vote. The argument being, I don't like any of these people. That's why I'm complaining. Um, that was my thought in 16, uh, from a national standpoint, I didn't like any of the candidates and I'm, I'm the king of voting third party. I know I'm throwing away a vote, but I'll do it in a heartbeat if I don't like the two majors and none of the third party candidates I thought were appealing. It was, it was a frustrating election. Which way do you think? Do you think you have to vote in order to voice concern or complaint? Or do you think that? saying a rejection of what you think would be poor candidates allows that complaint? Um, I can kind of see both ways, I guess. I'd have to think more about that. Okay. George Carlin was a I'm not going to vote, therefore I complain guy. <laughs> and he was pretty smart. I'm, I'm of the you got to vote. I think you vote and then yeah. you get to complain. It's, it's kind of like when you put money down you know, at dinner, you, you get to say the appetizer wasn't that good. But that if you don't, sense. but if you don't put money down, do you smile and eat it? That's the rule. Well, in reading your essay, I got that that feeling that that yeah. that you really wanted to vote to express your voice. Mm-hmm. Have you started looking into candidates? We've had a few declare. Um, our congressional race, both have declared. Mm-hmm. Um, our incumbent is running for reelection. Juan Siskamani, and the challenger is declared, Kirsten Engel. Um, I'm trying to think. The Senate candidates have all declared. Uh, Ruben Gallego, Carrie Lake. Cinema hasn't de- mm. officially declared if she's running for re-election, so I'm not sure on, on the Senate side. Um, I did find out that our county attorney is running for re-election. He sent me a note yesterday and said he's running for re-election. I said, that's good to hear. Scott Bennett. Um, have you done any any looking into Canada? And of course, we've got the presidential candidates. Mm-hmm. The Republicans have had uh, debates going. I think they've had two so far. I think it's been two mm-hmm. so far. Um, 
So, uh, and I don't anticipate any real Democratic challengers to the incumbent. I, I just don't. So, uh, have you had a chance to look? Not a whole lot. I understand. It's the season. You know, it's, it's cross-country season, you know, taking a break, then track. Um, but, yeah, take a look. See, see who you like. See who you don't like. You'd be shocked how much you don't like. There's there's some there's some goofy people out there. On the other hand, I kind of like the goofy people sometimes. A little crazier the better. Well, thank you, Brooklyn. How did uh, Brooklyn do? First, second, third. She was first. She was first. So first. this year we raised our scholarship and started at six hundred dollars, uh, and then five hundred, and then Blake got the four hundred, and then uh, Wallace Holler got the three hundred. So very good. Uh, congratulations. Good job. And uh, what are you going to do with your scholarship money? Um, pay for EA classes I'm taking right now. Yeah. Oh, that's right. This is for dual enrollment. Mm-hmm. Right. And so that's that's, right. that's the thing. We turn it into the college, to the college, and then they can use it for tuition and books or anything like that. That's that's why Marenzi is not eligible to participate mm-hmm. and Pima right. because right. both those schools pay for dual enrollment. Right. And Fort Thomas. Mm-hmm. Oh, Fort Thomas yeah. does too? Right. Okay. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that's, that's an important factor. It's not that you guys don't like Marenzi or Pima or Fort Thomas. It's there are, the kids are already getting Well, that. and Duncan also, they also fit in the same I category do. as, as Marenzi. I wasn't yeah. aware of that. Yeah. Okay. Uh, but Thatcher Safford does not. So therefore you yeah. guys are eligible for this. Are you going to graduate with an associates or are you going to be close to it? Uh, not quite. So, close. okay. So, uh, <laughs> Does that mean just one year at EA and then transfer? I think so. Okay, very good. <laughs> what uh, have you? You're just taking general ed courses right now, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. Have you decided on a major, or are you still kind of feeling it out? Still kind of feeling it out. All right. What are you leaning towards? Um, Dance. <laughs> I'm sorry. No. That'll drive every parent crazy. They want they want a real career for their kids, you know, be a doctor, be a lawyer. Uh-huh. And then you're like me and you go, I think I want to study acting. And my mom's sitting there going, really, really? You're an idiot. And uh, she was right. Um, so, no, I'm just curious. Is there anything you're leaning towards? Anything that, what, two or three subjects that you might be thinking of? Um, maybe something like dental hygienist or... Some kind of, I don't know, <laughs> lots okay. of ideas, but not really. Are you thinking medical <laughs> field or maybe? Or maybe? <laughs> All right. All right. She's holding yes. her options. <laughs> <laughs> That's the great thing about EA. You can you can try a little bit of everything. It doesn't break the bank. You can you can decide what you want to do. The worst thing you can do is start a program and then two years later say no, I'm going to change, and then none of your credits transfer. Once again. I was started in pre-law, and then I decided to be an actor. You know what? None of those law classes transfer over to, to the drama department. Not a one of them. Um, so, yeah, it's it's a good idea to kind of feel it out and go out there and, and see what you want. Um, let's take a break. And when we come back, we'll talk to Blake, and we'll find out what he's got going, as well as hear from his essay as well. Back right after this.
Welcome back to Voice of the Valley here in the Horn Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram Studios. I'm Dave Bell, Bonnie Briscoe with the DAR. The Halo Valley's here, as is Blake Karchner and Brooklyn Door, two of the winners of the DAR's scholarship con- uh, contest, which uh, asked them to do an essay on the Constitution. The DAR picks a subject. You guys do it. And then it goes towards uh, dual enrollment at EA. The money gets to offset some of your costs for taking college courses at EA while you're still in high school. Blake Karchner is here. Uh, see, being the ex-sports writer, all I did was talk sports before we went on the air. That's that's all we did because what can I do? It's it's all I I, I know. I'm, I'm a moron. So this, this is what you have to deal with. Um, Blake, you chose uh, religion and religion. Uh, my personal favorite of the rights, the Bill of Rights. This is the one, as far as I'm concerned, everything hinges on. What was the other right that you that you said needs to be highlighted? Um, freedom of speech. All us communication guys, that's what we live by. But I think it, it goes deeper than just I'm in the media. Would you care to read uh, an excerpt from your from your essay, please? Sure. We often take our rights for granted in the United States of America. We are blessed to live in a country founded by wise men who sought to protect the right they hold most dear in their hearts. Written in 1787, the Constitution of the United States lives on. Our founding fathers observed that governments have become tyrannical throughout history by first taking away the freedom of speech. Consequently, They plainly wrote that the government should not tamper with the freedom of speech. I'm grateful that I can make my voice heard in the political turmoil and unrest. It is becoming increasingly important that everyone makes their voice heard. For democracy to work, everyone must raise their voice and proclaim their political views. Freedom of speech only becomes meaningful when we use our voice. I've noticed that I have become more committed as I expressed my my feelings. Consequently, I'm more inclined to act. Our country has only progressed when people have raised their voices, lobbying for change. Despite the changes that have occurred, we still are far away from perfection. I'm grateful for the opportunity to raise my voice to better our country for future generations, including my future children and grandchildren. Our rights only become meaningful when we take the time to develop an appreciation for them by using our rights. I call on each citizen of the United States to decide what rights matter most to you. Then, like, like the Founding Fathers, use those rights to help our great, great nation progress to what the Founding Fathers envision, envisioned it becoming. All right. Great job. Thank you. Excellent. I, I, very concise. Excellent job. Um, Have you noticed in your day-to-day activities, so I'm curious about young people, is there an acceptance of other people's opinions or are things being dismissed out of hand? Um, I think it goes both. I think it depends on what it is. There are a lot of things I've noticed in high school where it's not really accepted because it's not normal. but on the other hand, there are a lot of things that we do allow people to say, and we accept them for what they say. I would hope so. I mean, I, I, I have tremendous faith in our young people. Uh, all my interactions with those 30 and younger have, have really, really inspired me. 
because I think you guys have have a great handle on respect for each other uh, and respect for individual autonomy. I I, I say that. I I really mean that. Um, I want to bring up an example that literally just happened. I think it happened yesterday. It was either yesterday. when, When was the new speaker voted in? Yesterday or the day before? I think it was the day before, right? Right. So uh, when the new speaker is, is voted in, Mike Johnson, uh, he holds a small press conference with a bunch of members of uh, the Republican caucus behind him. He's a Republican. And one of the reporters asks a legitimate question. You took part in seeking to dismiss votes from states. Now, they didn't phrase it that way. They phrased it as you you work to overthrow the government. Uh, now, that can be construed as a leading question. It could be construed as a biased question. I don't have a problem with that. That's, you know, however it's interpreted, that's fine. What bothered me was the members of Congress that booed and one telling the reporter to shut up. Hmm. Now, I'm curious your your thoughts on such an action. Um, I think that I feel like in like for both sides, it was completely fine. The reaction they had, I feel like it's okay for them to boo boo because they have their political right to think that that's a lousy question. However, I don't think that it was okay that they said shut up because it's not okay to try and silence somebody for just Hmm. asking a question. I like this man. (laughs) I do. Um, yeah, it's, I'm curious, I'm really curious and I'm really curious because both of you as well as the other two winners, uh, expressed, uh, freedom of religion, as we discussed earlier, freedom of freedom from whichever you want to, whichever way you want to look at it. Um, religion brings with it some, not all, but many religions bring with them, uh, some restrictions that run contrary to the constitution. Uh, asking followers to uh, condemn somebody because of lifestyle, because of opinion, because of heck, because you ate, you know, shrimp. You know, if you're Jewish, it's that's not kosher. You cannot eat that. Um, I'm curious how you balance the Constitution with religion. Um, I think it, it's like what you were talking about early, the difference of freedom of speech and the difference between having established um, religion. It's that the freedom of speech really just comes from the fact that there is not a, an established religion. So without that established religion, we are allowed to make our own choices of a religion, and that's not subject to being judged by everyone else. Whereas if there was a state, if there was a state-sponsored religion, there might be some like judgments if you're not actually part of that religion. Um, well, we hear about it a lot in the Middle East, Sharia law uh, from fundamentalist Muslim, fundamentalist Islam. Um, but we're seeing I, almost a, a version of it via evangelical Christian here in the United States. And I'm curious what you guys think about that. They don't call it Sharia law. In fact, evangelicals get mad if you say it's Sharia law. But it's it mirrors it almost perfectly, um, you know. So I'm I'm just curious because you both cited religion as such an important right. 
Um, I think it's 100% okay for somebody to believe in something. However, there is a there's a difference when it's in when your beliefs are putting somebody else in um, mortal danger or moral danger, I, or like in danger of being hurt by what you like by your actions. Then that's when it, the mm-hmm. government has to step in and say, "No, thank you." You can be a lawyer, aren't you? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> what are you gonna be? <laughs> uh, not entirely sure. I've thought about being a lawyer see? or an engineer. We'll see. Man's man's logical and he's really good. <laughs> Very good. Your parents should be proud. Great job. I mean, eloquent. I can't say it. You spoke well. <laughs> My elocution is poor, uh, but great job on on defining that. That was that was outstanding. Um, and religion's a tough one. I mean, the, what's what's the rules in polite company? You don't discuss religion, uh, sex, and politics. And mm-hmm. we're doing two out of the three. Mm-hmm. So, uh, and you you guys are doing a great job. Congratulations! Good congratulations on this win too. Really, really well done pieces. Thank you. And and what's interesting is that uh, Kendall Barney, who wasn't who couldn't be here this morning, now the right that she chose was to bear arms. And I thought that, do we have time to... We really don't. Oh, okay. In fact, I got 20 seconds before I'm oh, going to hit okay. the, the music. Right. So, All right. But we should mention, yes, Kendall Barney and Wallace Heller were the other two who uh, won scholarship money through this. And he did speech and religion, uh, freedom of speech and religion. Yeah. So, you know. uh, Yeah. Boy, you're right. I wish Kendall was here because... With the the main shooting, it's now mm-hmm. become another. You know, it's come up again, right. and it's it's something that you guys are going to have to address. Being new voters, whether or not there should or should not be background checks or limitations on types of firearms. Nobody wants to take away hunting guns. I don't think. I don't think anybody has ever said take away a, a hunting rifle. Uh, thank you so much for being here, guys. I really appreciate it. Thank you, Bonnie. Well, and thank you for letting them come. My pleasure. Absolutely my pleasure. And thank you all for listening as well. I appreciate it every single day. I'm out of here for right now, but I'll be back on Monday. Until then, you guys have a great weekend. Okay.